clouds in the distance like you mentioned, but uh, hopefully those those won't really touch us. I don't think they will. Yeah, and I, I love uh, Jim's, Jim's passion to get this game going. I mean, you saw he did not want to let that game end on Saturday against Lakeland. It didn't matter the conditions, but uh, he's a very good coach, and, you know, I talked with him a little bit again after the show as well about uh, how I, you know, I appreciate the work he's done for this team. I mean, again, playing in the CBC and seeing Lawrenceville, you know, having played Lawrence, you know, having played against them for three years of my entire high school career. I mean, you know, they never really were one of the greatest teams. And he's done some really impressive work with his team. And I think, you know, regardless of where the season ends during this state tournament, um, he's got a lot to be proud of in these guys. He's got a lot. Of, he's got a very good group of guys under him and uh, a good group of guys for next season and the season after that as well. And then even the season after that with some really impressive freshmen on this roster already. So, um, you know, he's done a lot for this program. You know, again, I mentioned in the interview, essentially rebuilt the Cardinals baseball. And uh, I think the parents, I think the school, and I think the, these players definitely really appreciate all the hard work he put into it. And uh, he's got nothing else to be proud of except for this team. Yeah, definitely a huge a huge difference in like a culture change of a bit, uh, if you must say, from, from last year's uh, team to compared to this year's team. Uh, like you did mention as well, and like the whole culture, the, the discipline of everyone, the mindset, uh, like you said, for the school, the city, just even even the team, the players at, uh, at that, it's it's changed a lot here. And we've seen the success turn over to, to how this year has played out with a bunch of young guys and the future the Cardinals have uh, in the next couple of years. So it's just, it's bright, it's a bright future for the Cardinals looking up. But uh, yeah, I mean, both teams are now taking the field, so... Uh, like I did mention, I just let you guys know the lineups once again. So we have Aiden Crowley over at first base, Drew Dobkins uh, at catcher, Kellen Moore on the mound, uh, Riley Rivera over at second, Robert Kelly at short, Dan Drisga at third. Over at left field is Ben Pollock, center field is Giovanni Brogel, and right field is Teak Toto. So uh, it is a, a, a squad full of young guys and, and older guys, so it's a, it's a, it's a mixed squad here that we have today but uh an experienced team just because the majority of this lineup has played together uh throughout the season on the field you're seeing kellen moore get his warm-up pitches in here looks good today it's obviously a very good day to be a pitcher with you know really nice conditions as we mentioned just like that looks like he's already pounding the zone if you got the entire colts neck team as they should i always miss pregame rituals standing out of the turf or standing out in the dirt you know at my field at least getting the bat ready, adjusting to the pitcher, getting ready to get this game rolling. Yeah, especially on a day like this where, you know, both teams are desperately just want to get the game on the road. I mean, butterflies might be might be there. The feeling of that might be there. But, you know, at the end of the day, they both just want to get the game on the road and play some baseball. And you know, if there's any time to get rid of those butterflies, too, it's now, right before the game starts. You don't want to have them in there while the game's going on. You know, that'll only hinder your performance. Yeah, you get a little curveball coming your way, and you just dip out of the zone and ends up being in the strike zone. So, you know, you definitely want to make sure you're all good. Right now, it seems like we have the coaches talking about what's considered a home run or not. Over, I think they're talking about the the fence in the distance, how there's a little, like, it's a door. So you could open it, open and close it, and there's no real, like, fence in the middle in between both doors. I think they're talking about uh, the temporary fence, actually, at center, because I'm looking at where he's looking, and it looks like he pointed over there. I'm not too sure, though. I don't know, but it seems like they found a solution, and they're both... Oh, I see what you mean. They're talking over there. It's because where the temporary fence meets the in-ground baseball fence, uh, I think they're thinking that there's a little gap, but there, there isn't a gap. It's connected to the actual... 
like implanted fence. It's hard to explain. Yeah, it's weird. You have to sort of see it's like yeah you'd have to see it to understand yeah but i think they're just in a sort of like the fence is, is pretty high and they put the temporary fence just cutting it off so what would happen if the ball was to hit the the, the high fence but eh, you would just leave that there it is first pitch by kellen moore is just outside the zone to start off this beautiful monday evening that one's a ball inside up to bat for the, ooh, that one just ripped down the left field line. Looks like it's going to be a typical F7. And it will be for Ben Pollock. So an F7 start off the game for Kellen Moore. There's one out for the Cardinals. Yeah, it's a really good play right there. I mean, you know, it's a very routine ground ball. Had a very good read on that. Uh, got right under it perfectly on time. And uh, got his job done. I'm hoping uh, off the bat I thought that one was looking a little dangerous. Yeah, it had a good but, pop uh, to it. Yep, thankfully we saw it slow down. Yeah. Definitely had a, a good pop to the to the ball. That was Tyler Tyler Spencer at the plate. He's a pitcher now. At the plate for the Cougars is Ryan Tan, the second baseman. First pitch is in for a strike. You don't often see pitchers, you know, hitting that early in the lineup. So that's something interesting about this Colts neck team. They're probably uh, probably one of their, their their better hitters on this lineup. Just like you said, this must be an all-around type of player. I haven't really watched this team play much this year, so I can't really tell you exact facts. But next pitch is outside the zone, so it's 1-1. That pitch is in the zone, and it goes foul. So the count is now 1-2. and two. They have the, a bit of a outfield shift that they're doing right now, having Brogo and Pollock shift a bit to, to their, their left, moving towards right field. Next pitch by Moore is fair Ooh, down the right field line. Aiden Carly dives and just misses it. But Toto able to recover it quickly. And Ryan Tan is just over at first with a single. Yeah, from my angle, that ball was just fair. I mean, that was a very well hit ball. Thankfully, it wasn't any more dangerous than just a little ground ball single right there. Lined at the first baseman. Don't know if Crowley had a chance to lay out for that at all. No, I don't think he, he, he would have made was, it. I mean, time. that ball was ripped down the yeah. line, too. It was hit hard right down the right field line, like you did say, Owen. It was, it just dropped, like, just in the exact spot that you dream of it falling in those type of scenarios, and it was there. And that one to Riley Rivera. They're trying to turn a double play to Kelly for one and Crowley for two. So a double play for the Cardinals is going to put the inning aside, you know, and we haven't seen many of those this year. No, we have not. That's very impressive work. That's a lot of really good infield chemistry right there. Rivera getting the ball. Hitting Kelly at second with a great throw back over to first from Kelly to Crowley. I mean, that's really good work right there to get him out of the inning as well. Yeah, 4-6-3 to end the top of the first. And when we're back, the Cardinals will put the bats to the test here on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. Lawrence High School football and baseball on 107.7 The Bronx is underwritten by Pork Chops Barbecue, 1560 North Olden Avenue, Ewing. Pork Chops provides the highest quality food with prices that won't break your piggy bank. Your wallet and stomach will thank you when you try their classic dishes reinterpreted to satisfy your modern taste. Pork Chops sweet or savory barbecue reinventions are guaranteed to satisfy all your cravings. Pork Chops Portuguese-style cuisine delivers all the flavors of Portugal without ever booking a flight to Europe. Wash it all down and quench your thirst 
crisp with their brand new fruit or milk bubble tea. Go for the food and stay for Pork Chop's renowned customer service. Dine in and see for yourself why the Pork Chop's barbecue experience is one of the most fun and delicious dining experiences in Mercer County. Takeout and delivery are also available. If you're a fan for barbecue, you're going to be fanatical over Pork Chop's barbecue with three locations, Flemington, Middlesex, and in the Capitol Plaza, Ewing. It's baseball season. Tune into 1077 The Bronx Retro to hear me, first baseman, TJ Neiman, play select Cardinals home and road games on WRRC2. Listen online at 1077thebronc.com. Welcome to Cardinals Baseball here on 1077 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. I'm Chris Ponte here with Owen McCarron. We're now entering the bottom of the first inning. Score is 0-0. We've seen the Cardinals turn a very nice double play. We haven't seen many of those this year, but they pulled one off there in the first round of the playoffs. It's an impressive time to do it, too. Yeah, I think that sets the tone for a really good defensive performance this uh, state playoff game. Yeah, now up at the plate, the leadoff hitter for the Cardinals center fielder, Giovanni Brogel. First pitch is in the in the turf, in the pebbles. I was going to say in the dirt. Cardinals are definitely loud today in the dugout. I mean, it's playoff time, but uh, wouldn't want any other time to be loud. Yeah, it's a different type of energy from the Cardinals today. You know, I love to see that hyperness from them. Uh, you're not really hearing much on the Colts' next side, you know, regardless of what side of the they're on. They were pretty quiet while their team was hitting as well. And, you know, if the Cardinals can keep this up, you know, there's always a mental game to these baseball outings. So uh, a lot of uh, a lot of chirping today, I hope. Yeah, a whole lot of chirping probably. Well, most likely we'll hear from the Cardinals. And there we have a uh, four-hit strikeout for Brogo. He goes down swinging for the first strikeout for Tyler Spencer on the mound for the Cougars. Now up at the plate is the freshman, Deacon Moore. He's had a great season so far, so, you know, the freshman hoping he could translate that into the today. First pitch is in the dirt. Yeah, back-to-back now, Tyler Spencer opening up with a curveball in the dirt. But uh, as you saw later in the count, I mean, he threw a really nice one to uh, Gio Brogo there for the second pitch. So I'm curious where this control is coming from. Yeah, that one... High fastball, so the count is out 2-0. and Maybe he's just trying to well, just find his little groove. It's still early in the, in the game, so maybe he doesn't have the complete control on the ball. And does not on that pitch either, so it's 3-0 and now. Deacon Moore did lead this team with hits. Hmm. But he just got a walk there. That was a close pitch. Yeah, that one definitely looked close, uh, at least at a high level. Probably outside over the plate there. From our angle, it's hard to tell, you know, inside versus out. Nonetheless, Deacon Moore able to reach first base safely off a walk. So now up at the plate will be the shortstop, Robert Kelly. This is his first appearance to the plate today. Well, obviously, it's early in the game. First pitch by Spencer, just just outside. And, you know, and one thing I want to mention as well is what they were probably talking about in center field was about that home run. That was close pick off over at first. But Deacon Moore able to make it back safely. But that one, you know how uh, yesterday we saw, the, our last game, we saw the, the, in the inside the park double or outside the park uh, ground road double? Yes. Last time, uh, that, that same exact thing was happened. They called it a home run, and it was this ump over here uh, at home plate. So uh, okay. probably just wanted to get that out of the way just so no 
doesn't think of anything there. Just the rules clarified. Robert Kelly now 2-0 in the count. It's funny, you play in the CBC for as long as I did, and I don't recognize a lot of these umpires, but I've seen a good few I recognize, and I know which ones have their problems. <laughs> uh, he has a bit of a, a limp when he gets up to call a strike. You'll see it when he does I just remember saying that that one day. It's a really weird thing I remember. but uh, Every umpire's got their, yeah. their thing. <laughs> the count is 2-0 for Robert Kelly. Spencer over on the mound is trying to pick off more a lot. Obviously, Coltsnack not very happy with that call. I mean, again, that's a very close junk ball pitch right there. That pitch in the zone. So now 3-1 count for Kelly. Yeah, Kelly's, you know, very dominant hitter. So I got a lot of room to work with here. Not much to worry about on the plate. Obviously, his junk hasn't been landing today. So, you know, if I'm Kelly, I'm sitting back waiting for that fastball and just trying to fight off any junk he'll throw my way. But, uh. I'm expecting a fastball every pitch from this point on. Yeah, definitely expect, you know, at least it coming in a good spot. So if it's out and away, just let it go. And down in the zone. So it'll be a full count, 3-2 for Robert Kelly here. There's one out on the inning. Yeah, it puts Kelly in a tough spot here. I mean, again, ooh. They're really trying to get. Deacon more over there. That one, a really close pick off there. Seems like they're trying to. Yeah, Tyler Spencer got a really good move. I mean, he's been close every time so far, but Deacon Moore doing a really good job of seeing it off the mound and getting back. Deacon Moore takes off there, but it's low, so Robert Kelly would send to take the walk, head over to first, and Deacon Moore will now be over at second. Now up at the plate is right fielder. Teak Toto. See what Spencer could do here with man on first and second and one out in this inning. Spencer looking back. Delivers. That one inside for Toto, so it's a ball. See, that one could have been in the zone if the catcher at least tried to frame it. Yeah, I mean, one thing you don't want from your pitcher is uh, a struggle in the first inning. And I think the Cardinals being loud through the entire game right now is definitely helping them win that mental game. Hey, the Cardinals definitely really, really loud. Probably could hear it through the mic. I remember we used to get yelled at for uh, still chanting through the pitcher's windup. And there actually is a rule about that, but so long as I'm a Cardinals fan, uh, I don't remember that rule. Teak total rips one in the gap. It's in a reach defense. Moore's coming in safely. Kelly coming in safely. And Toto's going to be in the stand-up double. So a huge double RBI, two RBI double for Teak Toto. That's just a huge, huge shot for him right there. Yeah, I mean, that's how you get it done. He went up there, did his job. You know, he's a great left-handed hitter, and he put that one right over the infield, right in the left center gap right there. Uh, and it's a really good job getting two runs up in the first inning. You're going to build a lot of momentum for your team. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason he is a cleanup hitter, so... Gets a double and, and two RBIs added to the stat sheet. So uh, a huge for him there. Adds 29 RBIs on the year now for Teak Toto. Yeah, proving once again, you know, why he is that hitting leader. Yeah, there's a huge shot there. Now up at the plate is Kellen Moore, but the coach for Colts Neck is coming out to speak. He'll give a couple words down 
to spend to Tyler Spencer in the meantime. I mean, the Cardinals just went on a bit of a, a run right there. Just two walks by Spencer allows Toto to have two men in, in, in good positions to, to bring him in home. Yeah, I mean, they're clearly dominating as well in the offensive right now. This is what we talked about, you know, very strong hitting team. Coach said himself, hopefully, you know, you hop on a fastball early in the count if you can. Obviously, you know, they've been working some pretty deep counts here. Uh, Robert Kelly getting walked. So, I mean, they've definitely had a, a big mix of what they've seen at the plate so far already, especially with the pitcher, you know, trying to throw a lot of junk ball, just can't really find his control today, but they're taking advantage of it perfectly. I mean, they're jumping on every opportunity to get so far early in the game. And it's important the Cardinals to get up an early lead so far. So now Teak Toto's over at second. Now up at the plate is Cullen Moore. First pitch comes in in the zone for a strike. So it's an 0-1 to count here. So there's one out on in the inning. Next pitch by Tyler. Low in the dirt. The catcher tries to backhand it. It gets away from him. And Toto advances a third. Yeah, it's really good read right there by T. Toto. Seeing that one down. You know, catcher had that one originally. Uh, tried to block it there, get a good scoop. But, uh, you know, he knocked it behind him. T. Toto taking advantage of that and, you know, gives Kellen an even easier chance now. Driving in a run, you know, even an infield single here could score a run if uh, T. Toto reads it off the bat correctly. Gets a good help. Yeah, and he... There's only one out, so anything that's on the ground here probably drives in Toto. Leave that. High fastball. It's too juicy. Yeah, hard swing by Kellen Moore there, so 2-2 two, 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 two count. Kellen here trying to bring in Toto. Swings at that one. Goes foul. So the count remains 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, Kelton's doing a really good job of uh, fighting up the play right now. I actually just heard someone from the dugout yell something. I love to hear that two-strike approach. And to hopefully see him shorten up the swing a little bit, you know, zone in and just get the bat on, move the runner in. That pitch high near Kellen's head, so the count is now 3-2. It's a bit of a wild pitch there. Yeah, Kellen's a, he's a tall kid, so if you're throwing yeah. near his head, uh, that was obviously a very wild pitch. It is 2-2, two, two, if I'm correct, not 3-2 now. Cullen swings at that pitch, but it goes foul. He's protecting the plate, so the count remains 2-2. Two, two. It's important that the Cardinals are able to just make long counts early in the game, just to tie, tire out their, the Cougars pitcher. For example, now Tyler Spencer on the mound. Ooh, that next pitch is a foul tip. Not, not too sure what a hit there. Toto still comes in and scores. I'm not too sure what they're calling it. I'm still going to discuss it right here. That was a bit of a, a weird play we just witnessed. Yeah, if that hits the bat, it uh, it will send Toto back to third. But I think it very clearly hit him. So they're going to... confused. Because if... Definitely. It definitely hit something, but if it were a foul ball, it should have sent Teak back to third. That one's high up in the air towards the third baseman. Uh, and I believe that's the shortstop, and no, it is the third baseman. 
was gonna Kyle McCarthy's gonna clean that one up there. So Kellen Moore making it a F5. It's a bit of a confusing play we just saw though. I'm not sure because it you definitely heard it hit some. Yeah, it definitely and, sounded uh, like it, it hits the bat. You know, Tito Toto can't steal on that. So not too sure. And even if it was to hit Kellen, and I guess the umpires ruled to hit nothing. So yeah, they ruled to hit nothing. So Tito Toto will score. Now there's two outs up on the board after that. F5. Now up at the plate is second baseman Riley Rivera. Second pitch is high, so the count is now 2-0 for Rivera. Rivera had an impressive triple the last game. Oh, yeah. Right down the right field line. Beautiful curve to the ball. He's behind on that swing, so the count is now 2-1. Yeah, you just got to get your timer right. Take a good swing. I mean, that was a really good hack right there by Rivera. You can tell he's on it. Uh, obviously, as you said, you know, a little behind there. Just a bit, but Cardinals are on top of Tyler here. They're just not able to get the to get it just on time yet. Still early in the game, so but they do have a 3-0 lead, so you know you can't complain either way. Yeah, 3-0 this early. I mean, the Cardinals obviously already got a really good grip or a good handle on Tyler Spencer up on the mound right now. He's obviously been struggling to find his stuff. The next Ooh. pitch is a swing and miss for Rivera, so. That'll be the third out of the inning. So Cardinals, impressive first inning, able to put three runs up on the board here. So a 3-0 Cardinals lead as we enter the top of the second inning here on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRC2. Programming on 107.7 The Bronx is underwritten in part by Catch a Rising Star Comedy Club inside the Hyatt Regency, Princeton. When I told everyone I was going to be a professional stand-up comedian, they all laughed. Well, they're not laughing now. See? Tired of the loudmouths who can't deliver the laughs? See the side of comedy you're missing out on at Catch a Rising Star Comedy Club in the Hyatt Regency, Princeton. The legendary New York club started the careers of talent such as Eddie Murphy, Adam Sandler, and Chris Rock. Get ready to enjoy the improv and welcome the wits of today. This Memorial Day weekend, Gerald Benfer and friends hit the stage at Catch a Rising Star. See what Gerald and the gang have in store to start your summer off with a big laugh this Friday, May 26th at 8 p.m. and again on Saturday, May 27th at 7.30 p.m. Remember, laughter strengthens your immune system and and burns calories. So laughter is truly the best medicine every weekend at Catch a Rising Star Comedy Club in the Hyatt Regency, Princeton. <laughs> For tickets and more information, it's catcharisingstar.com. It's baseball season. Tune into 1077 The Bronx Retro to hear me, pitcher and outfielder Ben Pollock, play select Cardinals home and road games on WRRC2. Listen online at 1077thebronc.com. Say that. Welcome back to Cardinals Baseball here on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. Chris Aponte here with Owen McCarron. And the Cardinals are holding 3-0 lead in the top of the second inning. It was a quick start for them with the bats. So they're hoping if they can make this a quick inning. Last time they were on the defensive side of things, they ended the top of the first with a beautiful double play of 4-6-3. So seeing if they can do similar things. But now up at the plate for the Cougars is right fielder Casey Gardner, cleanup hitter for Colts Neck. Yeah, this Colts Neck team definitely isn't a small team. I think get a lot of big guys out there. And also, if you look down the right field line right now, it looks like they're warming up another pitcher, so you might see a change soon. Oh, there we go. I think he's under Casey that one. swings at that one, but Brogo has a good read on the ball. And Brogo able to bring that one in for an F8. That was a deep fly ball, though. Yeah, another one that looks scary off the bat, but... uh. 
I love a long strike. I mean, that's just a very high fly out. <laughs> yeah, so first out of the inning will be brought in by Brogo. So now up at the plate is Chris Scully, the catcher for the Cougars. It's a lot of quick innings this year by Moore. That was a quick first out, so we'll see if we can do the same. First pitch is in the zone for a strike. Scully just watches that one go by. Next pitch by Moore. Ooh, beautiful off-speed pitch finds the zone, so now it counters down 0-2. That's a good eye from Scully right there. But, uh, you know, Kellen Moore with some obviously very gross stuff in his arsenal here. Next pitch by Moore. Swung on by Chris Gully. Will be scooped up by Robert Kelly at short and thrown on to Aiden Crowley. So that'll be a 6-3 out for the second out of the inning. Yeah, it's Colts Night team just you know, struggling to find a gap. And I love it. You know, that's the defensive lockdown of the Cardinals that we talked about pregame before we came on, you know, for that first inning there. A very locked down defensive team. And I mentioned the talents of Rivera and um, Kelly being our middle infielders, you know, not letting a lot by them. It just looks smooth by Kelly when that 6-3 that out. First pitch by Moore, though. It's inside, but inside in the zone for a strike, so the count is 0-1. Next pitch by Moore is chopped down the left field line. It'll go foul, so count now 0-2. Up at the plate is Anthony Villaro, the shortstop for the Cougars. Have a different adjustments for the outfield made by the coach. We see a lot of adjustments made by the Cardinals coaching staff. And Anthony swings at that one even though it's super low and he's going to make it to first safely as gets behind Dobkins at the catcher. So, Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, you caught him on that that swing right there. He definitely went. You saw that one completely cross the plate and he tried to bring it back. But, uh, you know, if that ball doesn't get by, that's, that's another third out. We're out of the inning. Yeah, nonetheless... It's an unfortunate mistake. Yeah, Anthony will be over at first. I'm not too sure whether that was too outside for Dobkins or what was the placement on that one. I'm not. can't think. Uh, it looked like it was a little inside. Was. But uh, that one cracked down the left field line. Pollock is not able to bring that one down. But they'll stop everyone where they're at. Oh, they're going to stop John O'Connor in a jam over at first. And they'll tag him out. And he gets called in between first and second for the first, for the last out of the inning. Yeah, it seems like, you know, the runner over there, uh, John Counter, saw that one you know, over the head of, who's playing left field for us currently? Uh, ben Pollock. Ben Pollock. Yeah, saw that one right over the head of Ben Pollock. Ben Pollock not getting the best read on it, but that ball was still hit pretty deep. Looks like he just ran right through first base, didn't get any turn on that. And, uh, you know, Ben Pollock saw that, got a really good throw into second base. And, uh, you know, Rivera and Kelly immediately on that rundown play right there and got him out. Thank God. Yeah, they were able to track that in and, and, and hold the runner to, in between the bases and able to call him out. So yes. the Cardinals still hold the 3-0 lead, but we'll be back with more baseball here on 107.7 The Bronco Retro WRC2. 
Lawrence High School football and baseball on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Bocelli Pizza. 2098 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. As a business that began with the American dream, Bocelli Pizza is constantly raising the bar with their signature old family recipes and garlic sauces that feel like a home-cooked meal. Known for their crispy cupping pepperoni, one-of-a-kind Bocelli rolls, and artisan pizzas, Bocelli Pizza screams delicious. Their menu is bursting with your favorite dishes, including pasta, baked wings, fresh salads, subs, stromboli, breadsticks, and desserts. With a diverse menu sporting gluten-free crust, they have options for your whole family. But if you can't make the trip, don't sweat it. Their catering and delivery services are ready to provide you the Bocelli experience. For more information on how you can receive 20% off your first order online, it's VocelliPizza.com. That's VocelliPizza.com. For the perfect pie and savory sides, dig into Vocelli Pizza at their only Mercer County location, 2098 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. Bocelli Pizza. Pizza done right. Hi, this is pitcher and first baseman Rohan Kaista. Before every first pitch, I tell my family to download the WRRC2 app in Apple and Google Play to listen to me play on 107.7 The Bronx Retro. Welcome back to Cardinals Baseball here on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. You guys just missed a little 6-3 out by Aiden Crowley at the plate. So I'll be the first out of the bottom of the second inning for the Cougars. Now up at the plate is third baseman Dan Drizga. They have the third baseman really far in. Not too sure why. I mean, I was watching him during I.O. He was very confident, you know. He was playing up pretty uh, pretty shallow whenever the coach was hitting him ground balls. So, you know, if he's confident in his work, yeah, he definitely didn't go. There's no need to check that swing. Um, but, you know, his confidence, ability to field, especially on turf, you know, let him play up a bit. Although, usually, I would say at least a line with the bag. He's playing in front. Yeah, really far up. But see what happens. That pitch, though, low. So the count now, 2-1 and one for Drizga. Drizga had a concussion earlier this year, but he's able to heal up all well. Now he's good to go. He's been good to go for a while. That was early in the year, but the count now two and two after he fouls that one back. That pitch, that pitch low in the dirt. It almost caught Driscoll right in the foot there. Could have been a free base. Hey, we've seen the Cardinals a lot too this year. Just take, just get hit by the pitch, just take one for the team. Swings on that one, goes high up in the air. First baseman calls it, and he brings it in for the second out. So that'd be an F3 for the second out of the inning. Now up at the plate will be the left fielder for the Cardinals, Ben Pollock. Good to see he has a, a helmet. All good to go. His last game went up for the first time with a bad helmet. Swings on the first pitch, but pitcher's able to bring that one in. Yeah, you know what? He's an athlete. <laughs> You He's, saw him wind up the jump for that one. <laughs> yeah, we saw Tyler Spencer jump to get that ball. He's able to bring it in and throw it over to first base. So the Cardinals go down one, two, three in the bottom of the second. But hopefully they can do the same in the top of the third. We'll be back with more baseball here on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRC2. 
1077 The Bronx and 1077 The Bronx Retro's campus traditions are underwritten by Sky Zone Hamilton. 17 Quaker Bridge Plaza Drive, Hamilton. Jump into the action at Sky Zone, the perfect place for spontaneous fun, parties, and events for people of all ages. Whether you're 4 or 40, Sky Zone has something for you. Parents, bring your growing kids to the brand new Little Ninja or Little Leapers program Sunday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. or leave the kids at home and bring your friends for the showdown of a lifetime. Ultimate Dodgeball. At Sky Zone, Everyone is free to have fun like a little kid. With 12 different attractions and specialized programs, SkyZone has thought of it all to provide you with the most stress-relieving experience ever. Play to your strengths. Try SkyZone's Air Court, Parkour Blocks, Ninja Warrior Course, Free Jump, and more. The best part? Everyone is welcome. Glow all out every Friday and Saturday night at Glow with Laser Lights, Glow Lights, and a live DJ. For more information and to learn more about SkyZone Hamilton, Mercer County's premier indoor entertainment and recreation facility, it's skyzone.com forward slash Hamilton. Hey, it's outfielder Ryan Fober. Go to 1077thebronc.com slash LHS baseball to listen to every Cardinals game broadcast this season on 1077 The Bronc Retro, WRRC2 On Demand. Welcome to Cardinals baseball here on 1077 The Bronc Retro, WRRC2. Chris Ponte here with Owen McCarron. And we're now in the top of the third inning. Cardinals a 3-0 to zero lead over the Cougars. Is now up at the plate. It's Kyle McCarthy for Coatsnet Cougars. His last inning, we saw John O'Connor catch himself in a pickle. Not too sure. Oh, McCarthy jumped out of his shoes right there after that pitch, but the count is 1-0. And yeah, a little baseball theatrics. <laughs> Next pitch by Moore. It's swung on, it goes high and back foul out of play. So no catch will be able to be brought in. Yeah, see, every batter's got a routine. You see him stepping on the box every time. There used to be kids I know that walk around the entire box, the entire circle of dirt right there before they get back in the box. It's just a throw off the pitcher. That one low in by Moore. Again, we saw the reaction right there. I mean, yeah, he's, he's going to do it every time. You know, it's his, uh, it's his little thing, I guess. He's choking up heavily on the bat, too. He chokes up right high on that bat. But he swing and miss on that pitch, so count is now 2-2. Two and two. It's a high fastball. Yeah, and you can tell, you know, this is probably how he's compensating for the speed of which Kellen pitches here by holding up on that bat a little higher. That one goes foul down the left field line. So the count will remain 2-2. Two and two. For more on the mound. I mean, he's gripping almost at the top of the grip table. Yeah, it was almost the entire yeah, like, where you grab it. If he threw down and out, I mean, he's not hitting that. Swings that one down the left field line again. But it goes foul. So the count will remain two and two. As we saw, McCarthy didn't really take off, and the coach is giving a couple words. Yeah, love a good coach's scream. <laughs> Run no matter what. Don't look at the ball. Hopefully, he gets the message. But Moore delivering on the next pitch. To Chopper, right back to Moore. He'll scoop it up and toss it over to Crowley for the first out of the inning. Little 1-3 action there. That's a really good pitch by Moore. I mean, you heard him uh, take that one right off the end of the bat there, chops it back at Kellen. Kellen makes a really good play to get that first out of the inning. 
And he makes that one quick after a little a little battle between both pitcher and batter there. But yeah, I mean, he had a really good approach to the plate there. I mean, you know, Kyle choking up on the bat as much as he did makes that swing a lot quicker, easier to get the bat around. So, uh, you know, props to him on that two-strike approach. The next up at the plate for the Cougars is Toshmas Mancini. Center fielder. Two straight strikes in the zone. So the count is quickly 0-2. And again, another adjustment in the outfield made by the Cardinals coaches. Moore delivering for the next pitch, and it's swung on foul by Mancini. So he stays alive in the batter's box. We have a bit of a kind of infield shift, just adjusting a couple players by the Cardinals. Just playoff atmosphere. Next pitch by Moore's. And we go foul, but and that one's in play, but no, no one will bring that one in. So Kyle will remain 0-2. I mean, it's nice you see a lot of these coaches making the infield adjustments as the at-bat goes on because you watch, you know, are they late? Are they early in the pitch? Where are they fouling it? Um, what's their swing looking like right now? And you can kind of tell where that ball is most likely to go. And uh, every left-handed or right-handed hitter that's come up, you see the infield and the outfield all rotate to the right, that right-field line, which makes sense. You know, it's where they're most likely going to hit it. He swings on that one, and it stays. Oh, wow, that one just stays fair. Crowley able to bring that one in right in front of the bag as it stayed fair. So now two outs in the top of the third for the Cardinals as we now reach the top of the order for the close neck Cougars with pitcher Tyler Spencer up at the plate. Yeah, again, you know, I mentioned it after he went down in the first. Uh, you don't really see pitchers hitting this early in the lineup. Yeah, especially being first at that. But he swings at the first pitch. He wants to check it in, but he's not able to. So the count is now 0-1. They've seen a lot of a questionable <laughs> check yeah. swings today from this Colts neck team. They're just not too sure if they should have swung at it and... It's too late, but he swung at that one, and he missed it. So now 0-2, and another adjustment by the Cardinals. Coaches will be made. Moore trying to make this inning quick, a little 1-2-3 action. See if he could do that here. Next pitch in by Cullen. It's too low. Tyler would just watch that one go in, so the count is now 1-2. and two. It's interesting to watch Moore's approach up on the mound here with He's been early on a lot of counts, able to get the, the better of him. A lot of counts, and he's able to just play with what he wants. And that one's a chopper to Robert Kelly for 6-3, ground out. The last out of the top of the third. Yeah, you mentioned being early in the counts, you know, getting his work done early. And, uh, you know, as a coach to a pitcher, that's all you can really ask for. And as a pitcher, that's really all you can hope for. He's going up 0-2 in a lot of these counts, and it's really benefiting his team. Gives him a lot more room to work with his stuff, figure out what's on today. And uh, he's doing a really good job setting his team up for success right now. And I think this is exactly what we expected to see. That's exactly what you want to see if you're a Cardinal. But once we're back, we'll be at the top of the order for the Cardinals here on 107.7 The Bronco Retro, WRRC2. 
The Bronx Lunchbox and other programming on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Trattoria Procaccini, 354 Nassau Street, Princeton. Trattoria Procaccini does authentic Italian dining right, making use of their favorite family recipes from the old country. Using only fresh and organic ingredients, Trattoria shifts their specials to fit the season, utilizing the best crops from local merchants and growers. Enjoy Trattoria Procaccini for home-style cooking that tastes just like Nana's in your new home away from home. Get away from everyday stressors and enjoy a plate of your favorite soups, salads, pasta, Italian specialties, fresh-baked breads, and pizza. Walk in to enjoy Trattoria's Italian family dining experience or order in for pickup or delivery online at getforky.com under restaurants. Contact Trattoria Procaccini to cater any event and bring the taste of Italy to you and your friends, family, or colleagues. Dine in at Trattoria Procaccini Monday through Sunday from 4 to 9 p.m. Enjoy their family-style menu or rock solo with their table-for-one options. If you can't vacation in Italy, try this local taste of Italy, Trattoria Procaccini. Hi, I'm Michael Melchior, first baseman for Lawrence High. Catch America's Past on High School Style on your Amazon Alexa on 107.7 The Bronx Retro. You listen to your Cardinals play. You're listening to Cardinals play baseball here on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. I'm Chris Aponte here with Owen McCarron in the top of the bottom of the third inning. This Cardinals hold a 3-0 lead as Giovanni Burgos now in the batter's box for the Cardinals as he will watch the first pitch come in. If I'm correct, for a ball, yes. So the count is 1-0. He swings at the next one, so now the count is even at 1-1. One one. This is Burgos' second appearance in the batter's box today. He's to ruck out early in this game. And you know, that's just the pressure again of being that first batter up in the game. you got to make that adjustment quick. You know, you know, you could be the first one to go down every time. Swings at that one and he misses it. So, oh, that was, well, I'm sorry. So then the first pitch was a strike. So Burgle would go down swinging once again. And now up at the plate for the Cardinals will be Deacon Moore. Deacon walked his first appearance. Four straight pitches. See if he can do the same or better. You know, not the usual performance we see from Gio. He's usually a very confident swinger up there on the plate, but uh, you know, everyone has an off day. Hopefully he just, you know, just gets out of it quickly. Deacon holds back on that swing. So the count is now 2-0. and oh. But like you said, Owen, we just see Brogo be aggressive and disciplined at the same time over at the plate. But today just wasn't his day so far. So, But the rest of his team picking up the slack. So, you know, hopefully they could hold off the lead and Brogo could live to see another day. Yeah, you know, that's what the Cardinals team do. They pick each other up. That pitch high by Spencer, so the count is now 3-1 and one for Moore. Deacon Moore swings at that one, and it's going to be fair for a single down to the right fielder. So a one-hopper to the right fielder, and Deacon Moore is on base once again. Naturally. I feel like we expected that one coming. Deacon Moore, again, one of the strongest hitters on this team. Only as a freshman. Yeah. So he's got a lot of time left to play, but he's clearly seemed to got the hang of it. And, uh, again, being a freshman... In his first, you know, high school stage game, this is very impressive work from him so far. Yeah, so we'll see here if Spencer's going to try to pick off more again over at first. Did that a bunch of times the first time Deacon was over over there at first the first time. But first pitch, he throws to Kelly over at the plate. 10 4 stroke. So Kelly now down in the count 0 and 1. Next pitch by Spencer. And he decides to go throw it over at Moore over at first base, but 
as a pitcher, that's what you do. You know, you keep the runner honest. Uh, obviously, Deacon Moore, expecting it, sees it, and he's doing a very good job getting back to that bag quick, you know. If we were playing on the dirt, I'd say get dirty, but. Yeah, we're on turf, so. Stay sort of clean. That one near Kelly's face. He's able to duck around in time safely, so. You know, Tyler Spencer, you know, just doesn't really have control of his stuff today. Doesn't matter if it's a fastball or, you know, any of his curveballs, changeup. He's been throwing out all day, you know, hitting that high ball. He's almost hit Callen as well in the head. Uh, it's a scary pitch to face. Yeah, it's definitely scary to see when pitches are just coming towards your face as a batter, but Kelly swings at that one, and it goes behind the plate, so the count is now one and two. Hopefully Kelly's got a very good approach to the plate here. Yeah, hopefully, I mean, we've seen Kelly, you know, protect the plate at, at times where he's down like, like this, so hopefully he's able to do the same there, but Spencer trying to pick off more again. Next pitch by Spencer's in the zone for a strike. That was really close. Eh. I don't know. Thought it was a bit of a low pitch there. I mean, you know, still trying to gauge his umpire zone. Seems like a lot of his strikes can be called, but I mean, I've seen him call some interesting pitches so far today. Yeah, that one, again, you know, could have gone both ways, but the ump calls it a strike three, so Robert Kelly will go down with the strikeout. Now up at the plate is Teak Toto. Deacon Moore goes, and he's called out over at second and they send him going. So Deacon Moore will be called out for the third out of the inning. Yeah, I saw him hesitate a little on the jump there. He uh, initially went to jump, kind of paused a bit for uh, actually taking off of the bag. You know, that little hesitation could be, you know, the make or break of that play right there. Yeah, it was big there, but the third out will be called. So the Cardinals don't put anything up on the board in that inning, but they still hold a 3-0 lead. We'll be back with more baseball here on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRC2. Lawrence High School football and baseball on 107.7 The Bronx is underwritten by Pork Chops Barbecue, 1560 North Olden Avenue, Ewing. Pork Chops provides the highest quality food with prices that won't break your piggy bank. Your wallet and stomach will thank you when you try their classic dishes reinterpreted to satisfy your modern taste. Pork Chops sweet or savory barbecue reinventions are guaranteed to satisfy all your cravings. Pork Chops Portuguese-style cuisine delivers all the flavors of Portugal without ever booking a flight to Europe. Wash it all down and quench your thirst with their brand new fruit or milk bubble tea. Go for the food and stay for Pork Chops' renowned customer service. Dine in and see for yourself why the Pork Chops barbecue experience is one of the most fun and delicious dining experiences in Mercer County. Takeout and delivery are also available. If you're a fan for barbecue, you're going to be fanatical over Pork Chops barbecue with three locations, Flemington, Middlesex, and in the Capitol Plaza, Ewing. Lawrence High School baseball is a hit. Tap the Odyssey app to hear me, center fielder Giovanni Brogel, and the Cardinals play the season anywhere you are on 107.7 The Bronx Retro. We're back with Lawrence Cardinals Baseball here on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRC2. Chris Aponte here with Owen McCarron. As we're now in the top of the fourth inning, Lawrence Cardinals currently have three runs up on the board as the Colts and the Cougars currently have zero. We are in the first round of the state tournament of the playoffs for the Cardinals. The Cardinals are the fourth seed. And the Colts, Colts neck is a 13th seed, so, you know, two different op, uh, different sides of the spectrum here. Cardinals 18-6 on the year, Colts neck 9-13, so, um, you know, both teams just trying to move on in advance today. That's the name of the game 
But now up at the plate for the Cougars will be second baseman Ryan Tan. As Kellen Moore is still on the mound. Obviously, he's been dealing all day so far. So why would you take him out? Next pitch by Moore. He swung up on the first pitch. It's going to be called by Aiden Crowley over at first base. And he'll bring it in for F3 for the first out of the inning. Yeah. Good read by Aiden Crowley, taking dominance uh, on the field and just calling off, you know, the pitch on the second baseman. Sometimes, you know, your pitcher gets a little giddy and wants to get under that. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely his ball. He had a much better angle to it. Yeah, especially that's early first pitch out for Kellen. So exactly what you want if you're on the mound. And then up at bat now will be Tommy Diffle. I got you. The first baseman. It's a bit of a wild, not a wild pitch. I think that one correct hit the plate. Bounce right over, but it'll be a ball, so 1-0. Next pitch by Kellen. It's just outside, so it'll be 2-0. I'm getting a couple more new balls from the coaches. You know, thankfully, we don't, we don't get that a lot, a lot today. No. It's not raining <laughs> compared to the last game against Lakeland. But Kellen throws that one high, so the count is now 3-0 for Tommy Diffle. We haven't seen that much today for Kellen, but he is behind in this count. And he walks That's him. That's first, yeah. I mean, you're not going to see that much from Kellen, especially with the you know control he's got and how good of a pitcher he is. Uh, hopefully that's not a trend that will continue throughout this game. I mean, we've seen him throw really well in these first uh, three innings and this fourth inning. You know, it's just a bit of a rough start. Yeah, so Kellen walks second batter on four straight balls. So Tommy will reach first safely for with the walk and now up to pitch the cleanup hitter for the Cougars, Casey Gardner. As that pitch is again outside, so Kellen is now 1-0. Moore delivers again, and that one is in the zone for a strike. Yeah, Dobkins is kind of slipping up. See him, uh, you know, Kellen obviously dealing, but, you know, heard Coach Jim yell at him uh, too few times for just not squeezing the ball, letting it fall out of his glove hand. Yeah, Dobkins not able to bring the ball in a couple of times, but thankfully no one is on base, so no one will do anything about that and there it is Gardner That's a perfect pops, way to work back into it yeah pop someone out Dobkins able to find that one quickly bring that one in for the second out of the inning and you know we heard I think that one is really important there by the coaches too because they practice that and, and the first people you heard say up was the coaches so it's important for I mean the first people to see it off the bat you know straight up especially it's not gonna be the catcher considering where he's playing it'll always be the coaches um, really good communication from them telling Dob you know hey up to your right uh, get him over there on time, you know, especially after just letting him know, like, hey, man, you, you got to squeeze the ball back there. I think that's the perfect way for Dobkin to get back into it, make that clutch play. You know, you, you take the runner out of the game, you put him back in the dugout, and you take a good hitter out of their lineup. Yes, especially the cleanup hitter who launched one early this game for F8, but it, it went deep. It was so, a scary out. Yeah. Next up at the plate, it's Chris Scully, and he'll just... Scoot that one to Robert Kelly, and he'll flick that one to Riley Rivera for a little 6-4 action for the third out of the inning. So Cardinals able to clean up and make that one that inning quick as he now entered the bottom of the fourth here on 107.7 The Bronco Red Show, WRC2. 
The Bronx Lunchbox and other programming on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by More Than Q. Route 1 North Princeton, offering new twists and barbecue fusions to match and satisfy your modern cravings. Their devotion to their craft is what makes the perfect smoky meat and being sticklers for the perfect pairing. More Than Q has crafted homemade sauces to amplify your dining experience. Give your food more TLC with sauces like Carolina, Kansas City Sweet Belly, South Carolina mustard and alabama white all bottled in-house add that to the perfect southern side and get a taste of texas cooking in princeton they have meat cooked by the pound sandwiches salads sides and desserts more than q bringing more to your barbecue to find out more about more than q it's getforky.com that's getforky.com under restaurants more than q texas style barbecue in princeton I'm Robert Kelly, shortstop for Lawrence High. Catch America's pastime high school style on your Amazon Alexa on 1077 The Bronx Retro to listen to your Cardinals play. Welcome back to Cardinals baseball here on 1077 The Bronx Retro, WRC2. Chris Aponte here with Owen McCarron. As we now enter the bottom of the fourth inning, as the Cardinals currently hold a 3-0 lead over the Neck Cougars in the first round of the Central Jersey Group 3 New Jersey Baseball Tournament. You know, it's been a good game so far. Cougars, nine and thirteen on the year. They're currently the thirteenth seed, and the Cardinals, eighteen and six on the year, currently the fourth seed. So, Cardinals are holding up to their expectations with the lead in this game. Hopefully, they could, you know, hold off and, and come away with the victory. But now, up at the plate will be Teak Toto. Yeah, I want to compliment the Cardinals on, you know, all their early game action. You know, they don't wait to, you know, start scoring runs. They don't wait to try, wait to, try to get that lead. They try to get down quick. They try to get down fast. And you've seen them uh, two games in a row now put up, you know, leading runs in that first inning. You know, against Lakeland, they went up four. And now against um, Coltsneck, the Cougars here, uh, they're up three. Yeah, it's important for the Cardinals to start the game early so they just don't have to play back. But... Teetotal's going to have to fight back in this count as Spencer is now up 0-2 in this count early. So the cleanup hitter with a big double RBI, two, two RBI double. Oh, I can't say that right. That pitch low, so the count is now 1-2. and two. Spencer delivers, and that one too high. So 2-2 two, two now. Toto definitely just wants to, to fight off and stay alive in this at-bat here. He swings that one right down the center for a single. It's right directly back over to the pitcher, second base. So, You know, Teeks had a really good way of finding that gap every time he swings a bat out there. I mean, you don't really see him grounded out too much. Always, you know, manages to get the barrel right on the perfect spot on the bat. And uh, that's just what he's done both times he's been at bat there. Obviously, as you mentioned, with that two-run double in that first inning and now with an absolute line drive shot right past the pitcher. Yeah, it's Teak Toto's 25th hit of the year. But now they have Kellen Moore showing bunt and he drops the bunt to directly back at the pitcher and he's able to leave his foot on the bag and make the out. So, be a fielder's choice there. Kellen will now be over at first but, you know, pretty much what you want to happen or what you didn't want to happen just happened. Yeah, you know, that's a very scary play. Kellen put a little bit too much behind that bun right there. You know, got to get that one a little softer instead of, you know, start the middle down the line, and it'll most likely be switched the other way. You know, Teague will still be on bag, and Kellen will be out. 
Um, but still, very good play from Colts Neck. It was a risky throw. A very risky throw. You saw it almost tore their second baseman off the bag there, which uh, would have been really unfortunate for them. Yeah, definitely would have advanced Toto, but Toto is now in the dugout, and they'll have Aiden Poot come pitch run for Kellen Moore. Now up at the plate is second baseman Riley Rivera. It's funny watching uh, their second baseman, Anthony Valero, stretch out like a first baseman for that throw right there. And he had to just to, to, yeah, just to secure the out. Yeah, just to secure that. That one high going that foul for Rivera. No, missed everything. Thank you, Anthony. Just missed the car. Thankfully, no cars were hurt. I'm not sure if they still have those little, like, stickers to put on the windows. I know they used to have them when growing up, but I don't know if they haven't seen them in a while where you have, like, a fake uh, baseball. It's cracked oh, in the window. Yes. I've seen one of a hockey puck. I know what you're talking about. I haven't seen one in a while. And a pitcher there, Spencer, trying to pick off Poot over at first, not able to get there on time. But Rivera watches that one go by. So the count is now one and two. Rivera definitely doesn't want to go swinging again. Tyler throws it back over yeah, yeah. first. This pitcher, again, we talked about his aggressiveness with the pickoffs. And, uh, you know, we're probably going to see a lot more, you know, for as long as he's in this game. But I do appreciate about a pitcher, you know, keeping the runner honest. A little gap shot. We have Rivera finds the gap in between third and short. So the runners, or Poot would just advance over to second as Rivera is now over at first. A good job by Rivera finding that, you know, gap right between the shortstop and the third baseman. You know, it's a ground ball, but it gets the job done, moves you up and the runner. Yeah, exactly what you want, especially being sort of lower in the batters uh, in the lineup. So just want your runners to get on base and advance. It's the name of the game. It's the name the Cardinals have done pretty much all year is just play small ball and just, you know, just play baseball and let the record talk for itself. And with that seven, eight, nine part of the lineup here, but still, I mean, that seven, eight, nine is you know very trustworthy hitters. I mean, they put up a lot of really good numbers still. And now, about the plate is Aiden Crowley. Swings at that one, so the count is even at one and one. Aiden Crowley again, another really good hitter. You know, three hundred average, above three hundred average. So you know, that's what I like about this offensive lineup is they're all very uh, ooh, that one looked close. Yeah. They're all very well-rounded, very well-hitters. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what part of the lineup we're in, but, you know, these Cardinals offensively are always a threat. Yeah, they're always a threat. Crowley was the second batter in the order of the majority of the lineup, I mean, majority of the year. So Deacon took that spot. A little, just a little, little cutthroat. Swap. Yeah. Well, it's a cutthroat league. Yeah. You got to fight for your spot. <laughs> a little competition there, but, you know, both teammates still in the lineup, so. Both still, and they're both freshmen at that, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's just like either way, they still have a lot of time on their hand, but that one, a swing and miss by Crowley, so the count is again even at two and two now. Aiden Poots over at second, Rivera over at first. Next pitch by Spencer is in for strike three, and Crowley will go down swinging there. So now, be two outs up on the board. Hey, we talk about Cougars. that two-strike approach, you know, a lot. Um, you can't let a pitch that close go by, especially, you know, being in the fourth inning now, you should have a, a solid gauge of 
what the umpire is going to call and what's just outside of what he will call because, you know, sometimes they'll give a pitcher those close calls. Yeah, as you said, uh, especially you on so far, you've been trying to dictate the, the strike zone from this ump, and it's, it's hard to say at least. Yeah, but, you know, anything close, you know, it's much easier for the hitter to go up there, you know, having multiple bats at this point. You know, it's a second at bat. It's much easier for him to know, you know, where he called strikes, where he called balls. Compared to last time, that one's ripped right at the middle. Is he going to send him? Yeah, he's sending Poot all the way. It's going to go through, and the tag. Ooh, wow, ball takes an awkward hop off the mound. Yep. Catcher's not able to put the tag in the time, so Poot scores for the Cardinals. As you now hear the Cardinals team getting loud as... Um, that was Drizga, if I'm correct here. Dan Drizga with an RBI single. He's able to make it over to second now, and Rivera's over at third. Hey, you know what? Cardinals just found a really good flow. They, they've they figured out how to hit Tyler Spencer here, and uh, that's just a really good hit. You put that one. I think that's about the third hit now we've seen go right past the pitcher, dead up the middle. I know Rivera had one. I know Kelly had one, and uh, Drizka just now as well to, again, bring in a run. That's a really important RBI right there. You just have to build that momentum for your team again. You know, instead of making it a 3-0 game, it's 4-0. Your team's one more run up, and you guys can start going on a run now. Yeah, it was really aggressive, though, by, uh, I mean, like you said, it is important. It's obviously huge. They, they scored, but from Jim Mayer over at, at third O, and you mentioned it as well, like, oh, he's going to send them, like, aggressive base uh, calling by the coach over there to send poop because that's a much closer play if it doesn't bounce. I off was the just mound, about to say that mentioned. yeah, if that if that ball didn't take that that awkward bounce off the off the mound, it might have been in on time. So uh, nonetheless, it did it did take the bounce. So they were able, Poop was able to slide in safely. Yeah, Tosh had a very impressive throw from center field there. I mean, again, you know, with the mound being in the way right there, if it you know if it's a little bit deeper, uh, actually a little bit more over the mound, that's looking like a perfect top for a really close play right there. That usually uh, you know. Might not go in favor of the runner, but, again, very impressive stuff from Coach Jim there. I do love that aggressiveness, like you mentioned. Yeah, it was really aggressive by Coach Mayer in there, there, but now a new pitcher would make it to the mound here. It's Tommy Diffle, a man who played first earlier. That's what I thought we were going to see starting. He will now try to make sure the gap doesn't get any bigger for the Cougars. Trying to see what the rest of the positioning changing was. Yeah, definitely was one of the arms I thought we were going to see for the starting position this state's game. He's got one of the best ERAs on the team at 250. 482 pitches thrown in, 28 innings pitched. Um, you know, he, he's a really solid pitcher. You got an ERA like that, but, um, you know, it's not exactly competing with, you know, Kellen Moore's 60 strikeouts, you know, one-something ERA. So, but again, I, I thought this is where we were going to start the game. Um, it looks like this is where we're potentially ending the game with Diffie. Yeah, he's, like you did mention, he's a team leader for the Cougars with strikeouts, with 30 strikeouts on the year. So, I mean, you would expect them to start him early in this game just because it's like, you know, win or go home. So, you know, you'd put your best pitcher out there to start off, you know, this, the, the tournament off right, you know, get your right foot up, up forward first. But, you know, they had different a different eye for that. Maybe they're trying to save him if they were to to win this game. But now their hopes are just to stay in this game. Yeah, what I like is, you know, Kellen Moore has almost pitched double the amount of innings, 42.1 uh, innings pitched. 
compared to Diffley's 28 innings. Diffley has a 2.50 ERA, while Kellen Moore is holding a solid 1.49. And I mean, it almost double the amount of innings pitched. That's extremely impressive work. You know, it'd be it'd be just as impressive if he had pitched double and had the same ERA as him. But the fact that he has a better ERA than him, even having pitched double, is even more impressive. And that just shows, you know, like the pitching difference between this team. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think about how someone could sort of like transition that quickly and just do that but now then we're going to start baseball soon now a bit of a, a change up on the field over at first base now will be jd grazino and tyler spencer would just move over the third for the cougars <laughs> First pitch in the zone for a strike up at the plate for the Cardinals is left fielder and senior Ben Pollock. Next pitch. Oh, is as a wild pitch. Rivera taken off to the plate and he will make it in safely. So put he put uh, Tommy Diffo in a bit of a jam. He throws a wild pitch there, and the Cardinals able to, to execute. Hey, you know, coming into a jam, uh, such as Diffley is right now, that's one thing you can't afford to do. You know, you, you got to come out. You got to be ready to bang strikes, and you can't make mistakes like that. Uh, and the Cardinals, obviously, as we talked about with their aggressiveness, taking advantage of their mistakes and, you know, scoring runs off of it. It's not something that you'd want to see in a, a game like this, like a, a state tournament, uh, a playoff type of game like this you don't really want to see that in so we'll try to move on but it's hard and Pollock swings at that one to the chopper back to the pitcher he throws it over to the first baseman for the third out of the inning so the Cardinals still put two runs up on the board this inning as they now hold a 5-0 lead as we now enter the top of the fifth inning here on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. Lawrence High School football and baseball on 107.7 The Bronx is underwritten by Bocelli Pizza. 2098 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. As a business that began with the American dream, Bocelli Pizza is constantly raising the bar with their signature old family recipes and garlic sauces that feel like a home-cooked meal. Known for their crispy cupping pepperoni, one-of-a-kind Bocelli rolls, and artisan pizzas, Bocelli Pizza screams delicious. Their menu is bursting with your favorite dishes, including pasta, baked wings, fresh salads, subs, stromboli, breadsticks, and desserts. With a diverse menu sporting gluten-free crust, they have options for your whole family. But if you can't make the trip, don't sweat it. Their catering and delivery services are ready to provide you the Bocelli experience. For more information on how you can receive 20% off your first order online, it's bocellipizza.com. That's bocellipizza.com. For the perfect pie and savory sides, dig into Vocelli Pizza at their only Mercer County location, 2098 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. Vocelli Pizza, pizza done right. It's baseball season. Tune into 1077 The Bronx Retro to hear me, pitcher Kellen Moore, play select Cardinals home and road games on WRRC2. Listen online at 1077thebronc.com. We're back with Cardinals baseball here on 1077 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. Chris Ponte here with Owen McCarron. As we are now in the top of the fifth inning, as the Cardinals do hold a 5-0 lead. It's been a, it's an outing so far here today by Kellen Moore on the mound here. 
no runs up on the board by the Colts neck Cougar. So he's hoping to leave it that way for the rest of the day. Yeah, you know, if he keeps this pace up, obviously it won't be a perfect game, but uh, this will be a shutout. So now Kellen Moore is going to deliver for the first pitch of the fifth inning. That one's a direct shot right back at me, but thankfully the fence is right there to protect um, all the equipment. Not really me. I'll be fine. Thankfully the equipment's okay. Would have just made the play. Yeah. Would have made the out for the Cardinals, but the coach, coach Mary doesn't want to put me in. That one, low swing by Anthony Villaro. As he's now down in the count, 0-2. Coach Mayer a little frustrated over at Dobkins for not blocking that one as that one went behind him. You know when you got to go to work back there as a catcher, it's one of the most strenuous jobs on the field. You know, you got all that equipment on, uh, you know, taking how many pitches a game, got constantly going down in the dirt, you know, balls off the chest, helmet, knees. Uh, so it's a very tiring job back there. And, you know, for the freshman catcher, Dobkin, being in his first, you know, state playoff game, obviously probably very tired. You know, he said he was feeling good at the start of the game, heard over a conversation between the coaches. But he still has got a job to do. He's got to get it done. Kellen Moore finds his own for that one. So Dobkins doesn't have to do much but just catch the ball there to make the first out of the fifth inning. But like you said, it might be a different approach, too, like the fact that there's no runners on base here as well or for example the count was 0-1 uh, or something along that, that nature so if the ball was to go behind him we wouldn't really care yeah I mean you know it's to a coach that's you know still no excuse doesn't matter they want 100% out of you at all times oh yeah especially coach Mayer <laughs> oh especially coach Mayer but you know that's what gives this team such a drive such an edge compared to other teams you know it's got to be 110% in everything they do yeah definitely does and that one goes foul so the count is 0-1 here for more next pitch by Callen is swung on might find the gap but Brogo is a speedy guy and he's not able to get there on time and it hops over the fence for a ground rule double that'll do long shot there if I'm correct that was John O'Connor yeah that was John O'Connor a left fielder he did crack the last last ball deep there, but he got caught in the pickle. So second time he was able to put the bat to the ball. Yeah, and God, that one was clearly a ground ball double and not over by the temporary fence. Now my pen decides to break a little bit, so I'm struggling. I'll pick the pieces up after, but away. now but the plate is JD Grisano. I don't really know how that happened. I just clicked trying to click. It was happening to me while I was trying to write earlier, too. <laughs> I have no idea. The back just kept popping off and the pen exploded. Yeah. Oh, the piece is on the field. I'm not getting it. So. Oh, jeez. All right. We don't have to write. We'll just use our brain. <laughs> use what God gave us. But Kellen Moore <laughs> delivers on the mound. I'm sorry. It just popped out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just it's one of these regular clicking pens, but like the spring just fully was too much pressure for the cap and pushed it off. Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> just trying to cross off the names here of the players. And JD just his first appearance up at the plate here today. But he's now over at first base for Tommy, who's on the mound now for the Cougars. It's a great pitch by Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore doesn't really care if it's first, second, third time up on the mound. He wants to strike him out. So see if he can do that with the 1-2 count here. 
with John O'Connor just chilling over at second base. You know, for the first time, you know, uh, in a while, I think since the second inning there, Coltsnack with a chance to actually uh, do some damage and convert here. Yeah, right there, a uh, huge block by Dobkins to keep the ball in front of him. Yeah, you don't want to let him run away with any momentum here, you know. Yeah, you definitely, I mean, Cardinals haven't played, have played really well all, all day so far, so you'd prefer to keep the, the game over... Uh, at zero for the Cougars and just not literally just kill their momentum, kill everything and end their season like that. It's the way you want to, any team would want to end uh, someone else's season. Kellen's going to do that with a strikeout pitch right there. Has JD looking. So I don't know uh, what JD was looking at there. <laughs> but that was a really well-placed pitch. Kellen uh, doing a, bit, a really good job from the stretch now. Um, just dealing per usual. That ball came in hot too. Yeah, JD looking back at the ump. And but that pitch was just right in the zone. <laughs> it's nothing really to look back at for except just the pitch that you just missed. But now up at the plate will be the nine hitter for the Cougars, Tosh Mancini, the center fielder. Let's see what he does here. It's John O'Connor standing over at second. He swings at that one. Tito. He's going to get a good read on it and bring it in for and out. So an F9 there to close the fifth inning. So the Cardinals. Fantastic read by T. Toto, by the way. Yeah, great read. We saw Toto practicing that earlier before the game even started without a mitt. So able to just practice his read. So, no, just transition into the game. That's exactly what you do, want to do as a player there. But Cardinals with the 5-0 lead now entering the bottom of the fifth inning here on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRC2. 1077 The Bronx and 1077 The Bronx Retro is underwritten in part by the Trenton Thunder. 30 seasons and millions of memories. Come add to the fun at the ballpark this summer as your Trenton Thunder celebrate their 30th season. Don't miss out on Dollar Dog Tuesdays, Thirsty Thursdays with $2 Budweiser, Bud Light, and Michelob Ultra, post-game fireworks, and of course, $2 Pork Roll Sandwich Fridays. There's something for the whole family. For more information, visit TrentonThunder.com. The Trenton Thunder. Big League Future. Major League Fund. Break free, you're out. I'm Riley Rivera, second baseman for Lawrence High. Catch America's pastime, high school style, on your Amazon Alexa on 107.7 The Bronx Retro to listen to your Cardinals play. Baseball here on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRC2. As you guys most likely know, I'm Chris Aponte here with Owen McCarron. Yeah. Well, I was just about to say right before he came on, for the third at bat, of Gio Brogel's game today. Uh, he is starting off once again. He's got nobody in front of him, just everyone behind him right now. And uh, it's not, again, we've talked about it, not having the best day to play right now, um, which isn't something we'd usually see from Gio. Yeah, usually we see Brogel able to start it off for the team, like give that extra start off the game on the right foot. Uh, but the Cardinals were able to start off the game on the right foot, but just not yeah. starting off This is first look at a new arm, too. Let's see if he can take advantage of that. So he watches the first pitch go by for a strike. So the first pitch at the bottom of the fifth is in the zone for a strike. <laughs> Next pitch is too high in a way. So we won one. Wondered if I also just commentate with a, a Dominican accent. I'm Dominican, to anyone listening. So. That's why my mom wanted me to do so good in Spanish so I could <laughs> go over and commentate baseball. <laughs> Pelota. The next pitch is a ground ball over the second baseman. So it'll be a little 
Four, three out. The first out by Brogel. Yeah, that would be fun. By Spoke fluently. I remember watching the Little League World Series over the summer. Mm-hmm. And there was one guy, because obviously a lot of cultural teams, a lot of, you know, Hispanic teams, Latino teams come. Because it's worldwide. Yeah, yeah. And one of the commentators was, uh, you know, speaking to the kids fluently in English and in Spanish. Very impressive stuff. It's, it's a little of a mix to juggle. Throws people off, but it's, it could be fun. I'm trying to remember what the name of that guy who used to go to MLB games and uh, request balls from the players, you know, have the throw up a ball from the bullpen, catch home runs. But he learned, like, how to say, can I get a ball or, like, greetings. And I think over, like, maybe ten different languages just so we could speak to, like, different players. That's crazy. That's That's how you do it. It's how you get the respect. Yeah, you have fun with it, too. But Deacon Moore there. My God. Striking out with three pitches. So, bad at bat for Moore. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of really dirty stuff right there from Diffley. I mean, obviously, very controlled pitcher, you know, got a lot of trust in his stuff right there to throw it uh, to a really good hitter, Deacon Moore, and he caught him swinging a sword, I can't lie. But uh, you won't really see that much out of Deacon. Yeah, Deacon's had a pretty good day so far over in the batter's box, so surprised he went down swinging off three pitches. But Robert Kelly fouling that ball right to his front shin. I think he has a little protective thing. Yeah, he has like an Evo shield. So he's able to stay all right. I thought I didn't think I saw that. That one is going to oh. just go foul. I didn't even bother looking. I was just looking at the up. I can't see that because of the fence. Yeah, we have Cardinals players and the fence in our way. So it's hard for us to see where that ball is going. And that's a really good rip by Robert Kelly right there. You know, that's a fair ball. You can see him standing up on too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, easy. Especially he's a speedy guy, too, so he should probably be able to round off the bases to second easily. Third, if it's a bad read off the outfielder. Yeah, if you're Kelly, you got to know what's coming your way, you know. Stay back, fight it off. I lied. It was just a high-out fastball. High fastball. Makes the count now one and two for Kelly. See if he's able to... Stay alive. Ooh, that one. Hits Kelly in the leg. So Kelly will now take first base. Perfect. It's an easy way to get free bases. It's unfortunate for Diffley up there. I mean, you know, that pitch just hit him by a hair, skipping right in front of his foot. But uh, now you give the Cardinals some momentum. Let's see what they roll with this. You got Teak Toto, who's, you know, two for two on the day right now. With uh, two really impressive hits, you know, one absolute ripped single directly at the middle and then a double put over the opposite's head there. Yeah, he's definitely on a roll today, so see if he could continue that on for the day. But like you didn't mention, Owen, that was a weird of a, a bit of a weird hit by pitch there. It's like the back of his front foot, his lead foot in the batter's box just chops down. Kelly's over at first now. Hopefully it doesn't hinder his speed. Yeah, I was about to say, he's not going to give that to him, huh? Yeah, I mean, you saw the pitcher before this, Tyler Spencer, picking off quite a lot. You know, right-handed pitcher, now you got a left-handed pitcher, definitely up there. You can see the Cardinals taking you know, more passive leads. Robert Kelly, obviously one of the faster kids on the team. Very confident, there it is, right as I start talking about it. The pickoff. Uh, I knew we were due for a pickoff. Uh, this team loves him. It's been a little while since we saw them. We saw... Tyler Spencer start the day off with a million pickoffs. Yeah, he's, he, he was due. Yeah, so... Even though Kelly does have a big lead over at first, but not phased at all. Yeah, this Cardinals team, very good base running team. I mean, you don't really see them make too many base running errors, you know, when it comes to leading, when it comes to just stealing or running in general, you know, knowing what play is going to be made and, you know, if they can go or not. 
So now Tiktoto, 2-1 count. Making it even 2-2 with the strike there in the zone. Yeah, that was a good pitch. I mean, again, you know, definitely, obviously very competent stuff here. 2-2 count, you know, Toto, you just heard, you know, hopefully you heard Kellen Moore say it, got a shorten up. Nice swing here, just try to get the bat on. Get it to the next guy. Oh, he swings and misses that one. Toto strike out there to get the third out of the inning. So the Cardinals don't put anything up on the board, but they are getting closer to the finish line with a 5-0 to zero lead. So hopefully that will be enough to advance them to the second round of the state tournament. But for now, we'll head into a little commercial break as we enter the top of the sixth inning here on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRC2. Lawrence High School football and baseball on 107.7 The Bronx is underwritten by Pork Chops Barbecue, 1560 North Olden Avenue, Ewing. Pork Chops provides the highest quality food with prices that won't break your piggy bank. Your wallet and stomach will thank you when you try their classic dishes reinterpreted to satisfy your modern taste. Pork Chops sweet or savory barbecue reinventions are guaranteed to satisfy all your cravings. Pork Chops Portuguese-style cuisine delivers all the flavors of Portugal without ever booking a flight to Europe. Wash it all down and quench your thirst with their brand new fruit or milk bubble tea. Go for the food and stay for Pork Chops' renowned customer service. Dine in and see for yourself why the Pork Chops barbecue experience is one of the most fun and delicious dining experiences in Mercer County. Takeout and delivery are also available. If you're a fan for barbecue, you're going to be fanatical over Pork Chops barbecue with three locations, Flemington, Middlesex, and in the Capitol Plaza, Ewing. I'm Riley Rivera, second baseman for Lawrence High. Catch America's pastime, high school style, on your Amazon Alexa on 107.7 The Bronco to listen to your Cardinals play. Welcome back to Cardinals Baseball here on 107.7 The Bronco Retro WRC2. I'm Christopher Aponte. In case you didn't know my full name. Now you do. It's Christopher. Here's Owen McCarron. I was about to say, do you know my full name? You got a middle name, Chris? I, I do have a middle name. My middle name is Jesus. Jesus. Yes. Do you have a middle name, Owen? I go by Marcel. Marcel. All right, Marcel. So. <laughs> so we're now heading into the top of the sixth inning here. It's Kevin Moore still dishing up on the mound. Now but the plate will be the leadoff hitter, Spencer, or Tyler Spencer, number 15. He did start off pitching this game for the Cougars. Yeah, it's now good he's, to see he's still in the game. Yeah, he's over at third base now. So Kevin Moore still dishing that up on the mound. and. That one swung over to Riley Vivera over at second. He scoops that one and tosses it over to Aiden Crowley for one pitch out. Yeah, good talk from Rivera there. I mean, you saw um, Crowley get ready to go get that himself. You know, maybe a little PFP action from Crowley to Kellen there. But Rivera had a lot of room, got to it on time, and uh, then got Aiden, got back to the bag, perfectly timed as well. Yeah, so quick out for the Cardinals there in the sixth inning. I'm doing a little offensive uh, shift here. Or a little outfield shift for Ryan Tan in the batter's box. Swings at the first pitch. Goes foul. Off the roof of that building, whatever that is. The roof. The roof. The roof is on fire. It's not on fire. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> Maybe a little dent after that, but. <laughs> a, little, a little dent, but hopefully if it doesn't rain, there'll be no leaks. Next pitch by Cullen is too high for Ryan Tan. So, I want to say two innings in a row now. Kellen Moore with uh, one pitch outs all on the starting hitter as well. Yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're definitely quick. He definitely likes to start up the inning off quick. 
I pitch in the zone for a strike there for Ryan Tan. He's been very consistent to the comment you made as well. I mean, he's starting off early, getting out in front of the count, giving himself a lot of room to work with. He's, you know, uh, having space as a pitcher is one of the most comfortable feelings when you're up on the mound. It definitely is. Just to have that confidence on the mound to just play around with. And that's just a little chopper down to Drisco. He scoops it up and launches it over to Ada Crowley for a 5-3 out for Ryan Tan, so Ryan Tan will head back to the dugout. Two outs up on on the board for the Cardinals. Well, I mean, this is pretty much exactly what you want for anyone, any Cardinals fan, Coach Mayer. Sit, bring them up, sit them right back down. Yeah, you know, and uh, this Cougars team, you know, I said it a little bit earlier, struggling to find gaps. But uh, now it seems like just in general, you know, struggling to get good contact on the ball, you know, hitting little chopper ground balls, giving them easy outs, little fly, little pop outs. Um, you're going to be able to hit the ball hard, and Kellen's doing a really good job mixing up, you know, where he's throwing, what he's throwing. Um, you know, he's coming out strong today, and he's been dealing all six so far. Yeah, all six so far. Uh, not really much thought of bringing someone else in unless you just want someone to end the game off to hopefully leave Kellen a good amount of pitches for the next next games coming up. Yeah, I mean, you heard on the coach's show, you said, you know, you said you'd uh, have the pitching rotation between Crowley, Kelly, and uh, Kellen. So in this game right now, uh, I'd assume Kellen's probably upwards, you know, around the 50-60 pitch range. And he's been having some pretty quick at-bats as well. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's no way he's anywhere within the 70-80s. But you want to make sure you save his arm, keep him available. Next game will be Thursday at home if we come out with a win today. Oh, that might have If been... I had a glove. <laughs> it wasn't too far. Back in my prime. <laughs> Thought that might have been the one. <laughs> It's funny, when I was actually uh, at my high school senior day, every foul ball I would dart for to see if I could get it. I ended up leaving early, so I didn't get any more chances. But oh. <laughs> there were a few that I, I definitely could have gotten. The one I had to stop because uh, I'm not trying to run through a mother and her baby to get it. <laughs> that one is a full count, so it was high. It's the second walk of the day from Kellen Moore. Again, you know, not something you're going to see often. And, uh, you know, that first walk was somewhere around the second, third inning range. Now we're in the sixth. So it's good to see that, you know, it's not a consistent trend for him. Yeah, so now Tommy Diffle, or I'm sorry, well, Tommy Diffle will now be over at first and now put the plate is Casey Gardner, the cleanup hitter for the Cougars. This is a big fella, I'll yeah. be honest. He's had his first two at-bats were pretty deep fly balls, so... I mean, Gardner's batting 667 on the year as well. I mean, I'm sorry, 350, 354 on the year. So, I mean, again, just that number of batting over 300 for all these Cougar teams. Yeah, 667 would have been. Yeah, you know, I read the wrong number. Crazy. Yeah, that would have been crazy. Uh, even, even though his average is still still really good. I mean, 667 would have been nuts. <laughs> you know, he's got a very impressive average, but I mean, that just goes to show how good of a pitcher Kellen is today when it comes to dealing to this Cougar team. Conso up in this count now, 0-2. And, and he gets Gardner swinging there, but ball gets a bit of away from Dopkins. He finds it quickly and launches it to Crowley for an out. It's Kellen Moore's height right there as they're now entering the bo bottom of the sixth inning as the Cardinals still hold the 5-0 lead. And if you ask me, they have every right to be hyped right now. As oh, yeah, without a doubt. They, the Cougars have, and they've been able to do much today up in the batter's box. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, they've been absolutely dominating from the defensive standpoint that we talked about, you know, that lockdown defense. And it's coming mainly from Kellen today. I mean, he's doing a really good job 
throwing the right pitch, throwing the right stuff, maintaining control of this game. You mentioned earlier uh, you think there's no reason to be taking him out, and I think so too. He's uh, around that 67 pitch range. So, I mean, he's got a lot of room to work with. You know, could be ready for Thursday if I'm incorrect. I'm not too sure if I remember the rule, to be fair. I don't remember how many days rest he would need. But uh, next, it does look like I did hear the coach say that if any pitcher were to go in after Kellen, you know, it's going to be Connor Crowley. And uh, that speed difference is something to watch out for for this Cougar team. So very curious to see how this uh, next inning plays out if Kellen is to come out. Yeah, so we'll see what the Cardinals do once we come back here the bottom of the sixth inning here on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRRC. 107.7 The Bronx Campus Traditions are under in part by Maui Lou Hawaiian Barbecue, the official Hawaiian food truck of 107.7 The Bronx. Ah, the beauty of the islands. Cold drink in your hand and warm feet on the sand. Ugh. You might be a lifetime away from enjoying the paradise that is Hawaii, but you can experience the flavors and tastes of the Sandwich Islands here. Maui Lu Hawaiian Barbecue offers traditional island platters to give you the zesty taste of the Pacific without the 10-hour flight. Try new and customary dishes that originated in the Aloha State, like Maui Lu's pulled pork lao lao. Or how about the ultra-popular Loco Moco, a burger with white rice, fried egg, and gravy. The dedicated husband and wife team behind Maui Lu are on a mission to bring island vibes to the mainland and your next event. Follow and contact them on Facebook and Instagram at Maui Lu Hawaiian BBQ to cater to your private party, festival, special, or corporate event. Live your life with Aloha. Take five and hang ten. Lawrence High School Baseball is a hit. Tap the Odyssey app to hear me, pitcher, Connor Crowley, and all the Cardinals play this season. Anywhere you are on 1077 The Bronx Retro WRRC2. Welcome back to Cardinals Baseball here on 1077 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. Chris Ponte here with Owen McCarron. And the Cardinals are in the bottom of the sixth inning here with a 5-0 lead pitcher. Now up at the plate, Kellen Moores down in the count 0-2. So he's been up in the count pitching, but now he's on the opposite side of things. Down 0-2. Ooh, that one close. Could have been called the strike. Yeah, that was there. definitely a close pitch. Perfect eye from Kellen there, seeing that one. A little too close for my liking, but, uh, you know, he knows his own better than I do up there. And so now the count is one and two. That one too low for Kellen. Yeah, that one definitely yeah. too low. So Kellen, again, this entire lineup very disciplined, and Kellen especially knowing to lay off those junk balls. You know, Kellen's one of those strong hitters that, you know, when he sees that fast, when he turns on it, he can definitely send it uh, pretty far. Yeah, he can launch it. We've seen him with big swings so far this year, and Tommy Diffle with athleticism, as you would say, Owen. Showing, he's an athlete. Yeah, yeah, showing that he's an athlete, get into that ball. A little a little MJ jump there, but... And we had a big 6'3", 200-pound kid as our, one of our main pitchers my senior year, and every time we get a play, we go, well, he's an athlete. <laughs> I like pitchers, because pitchers get uh, underappreciated as athletes. You don't really see him hitting much. You don't really see him playing the field except no. for pitching. But yeah, all you really see is do is throw. Yeah, but you got kids like Kellen Moore and Diffley who play multiple spots in the field. Ooh. Oh, that one to ground ah. out. Wow, uh, to Ryan Tan over at second base, he solid throws, rip by Rivera. Yeah, solid rip by Rivera, but Tan ripping it over to his first baseman, JD over at first. Yeah, good job getting the play done. But you know, these pitchers just need more appreciation. Yeah, now they do. They do. It's a lot of work to be a pitcher, especially the strain it puts on your arm. Yeah, just to just be on the mound there, especially mentally. Just you know, the whole game is literally depending on you. <laughs> so yeah, and I think actually now. Having been out of the CBC, I've seen more pitchers 
that are also infield players and hitters than I ever have in the amount of time I played. You know, just expanding the game, just being able to do everything, I guess, part of the game now. It's crazy because I, I promise you when I used to play baseball, I definitely couldn't do all three. I wasn't even, no way I'd be able to pitch. Yeah, there's always like, something no, I was bad at. <laughs> be like, no, I'm good. But that one and hits Crowley, so Crowley will advance to to first there off a hit by pitch. Yeah, it took a skip first, lost that speed, so probably not going to hurt his bad. Caught him right in the back of the front leg there. Yeah, Crowley. He definitely looked okay. We seen he's probably okay with that. It's free base. Yeah, Crowley so far this year has gotten hit the most out of probably all the Cardinals, and we've seen some hard hits that Crowley has taken, and he's just eating them and just ran over the first. So that one probably just another walk in the park for him. As now Dan Drizzle is up at the plate, just got a nice hit his previous at bat, able to bring in a run. Owen low for his liking. Yeah, look at the lead from Crowley here. You see the way he's leaning back to first. You know, one of the biggest rules that I used to be taught when you're stealing on a lefty is if you're going on first move, you better take off. But uh, if you're not going, your first step should be back to first. And you see him line up. That one's straight up in the air. Will they get there? No, thank God. That's out. That's, uh, that's a sad way to go out. I hate popping up to the catcher. Oh, yeah, it's... Especially, especially the ones off the butt. <laughs> you try. Let's see if it's the third out, man. If it ends the inning, oh, oh yeah, it's the worst. You just walk in like, yeah. or if your your team's on a run. I remember one of my games, my team was on a run, and then I was the last out of the inning. And I was like, damn, I'm the one that ends the run. <laughs> yeah, dude, it is sucky. The next pitch by Drizga is fouled off, so the count will remain 0 two. A good fight from Driska here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Driska definitely wants to stay alive in a batter's box. I mean, it's that two-strike approach that this entire team knows, you know, all too well. Ooh, a bit of a wild he's pitch. Off. That's behind the catcher. Crowley advances over to first. Yeah, way to see that way up out of the hand from Crowley there. Great jump. I mean, that one's just way over the catcher regardless. He should be standing up on second no matter what. So yeah. now you put Crowley in scoring position. Trisga is now at the plate. Trisga had an RBI earlier this game. Swings that one, but it's directly to Anthony over at shortstop. And he tosses it to the first baseman. Four, six, three out to put the inning aside. So the Cardinals aren't able to put anything up on the board, but they do hold a 5-0 to zero lead. So they'll try to make this inning the last as we now enter the top of the seventh here on 107.7, the Bronx Retro, WRC. Lawrence High School football and baseball on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Bocelli Pizza. 2098 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. As a business that began with the American dream, Bocelli Pizza is constantly raising the bar with their signature old family recipes and garlic sauces that feel like a home-cooked meal. Known for their crispy cupping pepperoni, one-of-a-kind Bocelli rolls, and artisan pizzas, Bocelli Pizza screams delicious. Their menu is bursting with your favorite dishes, including pasta, baked wings, fresh salad, Salads, subs, stromboli, breadsticks, and desserts. With a diverse menu sporting gluten-free crust, they have options for your whole family. But if you can't make the trip, don't sweat it. Their catering and delivery services are ready to provide you the Bocelli experience. For more information on how you can receive 20% off your first order online, it's bocellipizza.com. That's bocellipizza.com. For the perfect pie and savory sides, dig into Bocelli Pizza at their only Mercer County location, 29 
98 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. Bocelli Pizza. Pizza done right. Hi, this is third baseman Daniel Driscoll. Before every first pitch, I tell my family to download the WRRC2 app in Apple and Google Play to listen to me play on 1077 The Bronx Retro. We're back with Cardinals baseball here on 1077 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. I'm Chris Aponte here with Odin McCarron. And we are now in the top of the seventh inning. It's crunch time yeah. for this Colts next team. You know, if they don't get any momentum here, you got to put up six to stay in it. Actually, you got to put up five to stay in it, uh, six to give yourself a little bit of breathing room. Um, but, you know, Kellen Moore shutting down all game right now, been dealing really well. Uh, this Colts next team just not able to really figure him out. I mean, you know, at the start we saw that they were taking some really good swings, getting the bat on a little bit there, but uh, just not enough to get the momentum created. Yeah, so we are now in the top of the seven. So now it's most literally do or die for the Cougars' season. And two straight strikes for Kellen Moore. And you can tell he's locked in. I mean, very good control over that pitch right there. Perfectly placed. Uh, this Colts neck team, you know, you got to see that from Kellen. He's got a very accurate curveball. You know, it starts out of the zone. It'll end in. Chris Scully is the one at the plate for the Cougars. And he chops that one down the right field line. So he almost blew that one right by him. Looked like you see him late on that pitch down the first base line. He just stayed alive, chopping that one foul. Yeah, I mean, I think if some of these Colts neck players just wait back on that Kellen Moore curveball, I'm not gonna tell him, you know, what I think would work better. But uh, he's got a very, <laughs> he's got a really good curveball that you know every time it starts outside up at the zone. It, uh, it always ends right back in the zone. They, they let it, you know, they take it for granted every time, and they just watch it go by. Turn on that ball pretty quickly. You know, it's all right-handed hitters. If you get a good piece of the barrel on that, take it down the third base line, you got yourself a nice hit. Yeah, I mean. But don't do it now. <laughs> don't make that adjustment just yet. As easy as made yet. that sound, though, no one's really been able to do that today. So, or really throughout the season, to be honest. That ball. That one looks like it might be a blooper, and it will be a blooper as... It falls right in between Teak, Brogel, and Rivera. Bit of yeah. an awkward little spot that ball fell in. Looked like you didn't really hear enough talk from the team there. I mean, that's got to be either outfielder's ball there, but I'm definitely thinking Teak Toto just because of how far right it was. Um, you know, if he had a bad jump, you know, he sees Rivera running for that as well. And Brogel, they got to communicate. You know, if Teak's got to make sure he's got his space and he's got to make sure, you know, it's definitely 100% his. Yeah, he didn't, like you said, he didn't say anything, so no one able to put the glove to the ball there, so. It's also just an awkward spot, you're right. You yeah. know, drops almost dead center between all three of them. Yeah, it was a really weird spot. So Scully's now over at first. Up at the plate is Anthony Villaro. The shortstop. Yeah, you know, all game, seeing Dobkin over there just not able to squeeze the ball. I mean, those are some of those pitches where if you – you know, I think I've said it before on a broadcast. If, as a catcher, you know, there's a just outside pitch, but you squeeze it, you get a good frame on it. You know, the, the umpire will give you those. But uh, if you're not catching that ball, you know, I've been, it's been told to me when I caught my one game, <laughs> if I squeeze it, it'll most likely be a strike. I thought he went. Yeah, we, we all thought that. Anthony swung on that pitch, Jameer. Yeah, I wouldn't be happy either. I, it definitely looked like the batter came fully around. It's funny because you see their their bats go complete perpendicular with the the turf here. That pitch low, so Cullen now down in the count three one. 
There's no outs up on the board here today. Or this inning. Not today. It's been a bunch of outs today. Anthony swings at that pitch, so it goes foul. So the count now is 3-2. A little full count action here for Kellen Moore. He's been on the mound all day for just tuning in. He's uh, only had a, a handful of walks and, and hits, but nothing, well, pretty much almost nothing. It's been a great game on the mound here by Kellen all day. And that one swung on, but hit foul. Hey, he's, a pen, he's essentially pitting a, pitching a shutout right now. I mean, no runs scored for this Colts neck team. Um, few hits, but again, not letting up any runs is still just as impressive as a feat. Yeah, definitely. I mean, super impressive outing by Kellen so far here today. Seeing if to end off with the first round victory to advance to the second round. That pitch by Kellen is low, so he will walk Anthony Valaro. Jim Mayer is now taking a walk over to the mound. Yeah, give him a second to breathe. I mean, uh, you know, there were talks about Connor Crowley which uh, I don't think would be a terrible idea. You know, I'm just curious to see how this Cougars team will adjust to the velocity difference. Um, Connor and Kellen both very good with their off-speed pitches, that curveball and changeup. But, uh, again, you know, Connor doesn't really offer much to the plate in terms of velocity. So, you know, you got to think, will it be easier to adjust from faster to slower or slower to faster? And depending on your answer, you know, how will this Cougar team make the adjustment? But it looks like Kellen's going to be staying in, which I think is the right play to do here, considering the lead you have and also just how he's been doing all game. I mean, you know, two rough at bats. He's not necessarily pitching bad. They're just putting up a good fight. Yeah, so I'll Coach Mayer walk up to Kellen and just ask how he felt. And just, Kellen just said he's all right. He just happened to have a bad at bat there walking uh, Anthony, though. But he shows, tells Mayer he's all good to go to finish the game. And, I mean, just by his attitude all game today, I mean, I'd expect him wanting to finish the game, so... Yeah, that's exactly how it should be. I think Kellen definitely deserves to stay in at least a little longer. Again, you know, maybe I don't want to say once they score a run because I'm hoping they don't. But, uh, you know, if it does get that bad, maybe you take him out. But, uh, you know, let him work a bit, see if he can get the a first out here, and then, uh, you know, kind of talk back with him a little bit. Yeah, so see how he dishes here. Beautiful, beautiful off-speed pitch there. Falls, this finds his zone. Yeah, right-handed pitcher throwing a curveball to a left-handed hitter. I mean, you got to see that. As a left-handed hitter, that's the easiest pitch for you to hit. So John O'Connor now down in the count 0-2 with the man over at first and second for Colts Neck. This is probably one of the better opportunities Colts Neck's had all day today. Next pitch by Moore. Ooh, is high, checks it. No, he did not, sadly. That was one of the only check swings I think, uh, I actually think he didn't go on today. So, Cal will remain one and two. We'll see what Cullen has. Throw over there, and it's a strike three there. But John O'Connor looks frustrated off that swing, but Moore just finding the zone there. Huge, huge strikeout by Cullen. So, a little upset about that one. <laughs> why is that? No, player. Oh, O'Connor, yeah. Yeah, it slammed as bad as he walks in on the turf. Oh, can't hear it. That. It's like a pillow. Oh, yeah, with the turf, you're not going to be able to hear anything. It's not like a little pillow fight. But it's now, like but we the, have a DH in? No, this or is... A pinch hitter. Kyle, oh. No, it's Kyle McCarthy. Oh, no, it is. Yeah, he's choking up. There it is. It's over. 
plate now. I can't like I can't say that I've seen very many times when it comes to pitchers with speed. I mean, I know whenever uh, I faced a pitcher who was, you know, throwing shed, I would usually just shorten my swing. I mean, you see him choking up on the bat heavily right now to get that head through the zone a lot quicker. Yeah, he's huge choke up on that swing. Yeah, I mean, he's that's, choking up at least two inches on the bat there, and that, that's a lot in terms of the bat head and getting it around through the zone. Yeah, but the count is even at one and one for Moore. Moore's trying to finish his game to get all 21 out of the game here. That's a ground ball to Drizga. Drizga's going to go to second over to Riley Rivera to get the force out over at second. And who is that? Yeah, Kyle McCarthy will reach first safely. So now there's men on the corner for Colts Neck with two outs up on the board. Yeah, so as you said before, you know, it's do or die. And if it wasn't then, it is now. You know, you got two outs on this uh, Colts Neck team. Runners on first and third. Um, you know, I guarantee Coach Jim is giving uh, Dobkin the green light to throw out this runner on first if he does decide to take off. You know, Kyle does decide to take off. I guarantee he's got the green light to throw it. That'll be one way to finish this game. Oh, it's a, oh, I'll say a pop fly. That'll be another way to end this game. Right back to the catcher. We were talking about that earlier, Owen. I don't usually justify getting angry as a hitter, but uh, if that was the way my state game ended, I'd be infuriated. That one goes foul, so the count will be on one. But Kellen Moore so far, since 20 batters come up, 20 sat down. So hopefully he'll get his 21st just like his jersey number. Up at the plate is center fielder Tosh Mancini, the nine-hitter for this Colts next squad. Yeah, you know, Kellen Moore obviously knows the situation he's in. Uh, you know, he's uh, minimum two pitches away from winning his, uh, well, I think first States game in the time that he's been here at Lawrence. It'll be a huge victory uh, for him, his his personal career, we would say, and for just for the Cardinals team in general. It's a huge victory. And that's a liner right to Aiden Crowley. And the Cardinals are victorious here today. Kellen Moore with a huge game up on the mound. We just saw his energy right there with, with that win right there. So Cardinals are hyped. They advance here today as the coach's next Cougar season here comes to an end. But just a great game by the Cardinals. 5-0 win. And they move on. Yeah, I mean, really impressive stuff in the Cardinals today. We talked about it all at the start. That offense, that defense, they've been very locked down in the field. And I think today you just, you know, really reassure that, you know, they can play defense to a, an almost perfect standard. Uh, you know, they had that one little mishap out in right field. But aside from that, you saw no errors in the field today from this Cardinals team, except for pass balls if we're counting those. But I don't think we are. Um, otherwise, you know, they really took advantage of this Cougar team's mistakes. You saw them with a few pass balls. You saw them with a few missed throws. Um, their errors became, you know, their ways of scoring, and they put up, I think, two runs because of mistakes by this Cougar team. Overall, a very well-played game. You know, Kellen Moore doing everything he can, putting the team on his back, essentially, from the mound today. Oh, yeah. And uh, really dealing, you know, we always talk about how he's got really good control over everything he throws, and uh, it was there 100% today, without a doubt. You saw him start to lose at the end there, but, uh, you know, one quick talk from Coach, a quick breather, and uh, he's off to the races again. He shut that game out perfectly. Uh, he definitely had a great game on the mound, but we're going to go on a quick little break here, and then we'll be back with our most valuable Cardinal. So just stay tuned for that, but we'll be back 
with uh, a recap of today's game here on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRC2. Lawrence High School football and baseball on 107.7 The Bronx is underwritten by Pork Chops Barbecue, 1560 North Olden Avenue, Ewing. Pork Chops provides the highest quality food with prices that won't break your piggy bank. Your wallet and stomach will thank you when you try their classic dishes reinterpreted to satisfy your modern taste. Pork Chops sweet or savory barbecue reinventions are guaranteed to satisfy all your cravings. Pork Chops Portuguese-style cuisine delivers all the flavors of Portugal without ever booking a flight to Europe. Wash it all down and quench your thirst with their brand new fruit or milk bubble tea. Go for the food and stay for Pork Chops renowned customer service. Dine in and see for yourself why the Pork Chops barbecue experience is one of the most fun and delicious dining experiences in Mercer County. Takeout and delivery are also available. If you're a fan for barbecue, you're going to be fanatical over Pork Chops barbecue with three locations. Flemington, Middlesex, and in the Capitol Plaza, Ewing. 1077 The Bronx campus traditions are underwritten in part by the Miller Keystone Blood Center in Ewing. Did you know that every two seconds someone in the U.S. requires a blood transfusion? Oh, and here's another interesting fact. 25% of the population will require a blood transfusion in their lifetime. The simple reality is there is no substitute for blood. The only source is a volunteer blood donor. 40% of the population is eligible to donate blood. However, only 4% do. Here's what you need to know. Anyone who is in good health, 16 years of age or older, and weighs 110 pounds or more is the most likely eligible to donate blood. I know you're probably wondering, how can I get involved? If you or someone you know is interested in becoming a donor, Miller Keystone Blood Center in Ewing is the perfect place to donate. For more information, call Miller Keystone Blood Center at 1-800-BA-DONOR or log on to giveapint.org to schedule an appointment. Your blood, their hope. Miller Keystone Blood Center. The ball game has concluded and the players are getting on the bus. But hold on a sec. Who is the player of the game? And what exactly went right or wrong? Regardless if Lawrence won or lost, we're about to find out as we pass the mic back to Chris Aponte and Trey Wright to dissect and analyze today's product on the field. This is the Lawrence Cardinals postgame rundown. Only on 1077 The Bronx Retro. Well, here on 1077 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. Chris Aponte here with Owen McCann and our most valuable Cardinal of the day pitcher Kellen Moore just an outstanding day on the mound yeah, would you guess it <laughs> yeah I mean uh, I mean not too much of a surprise everyone who listened or saw the game would assume it'd be Kellen Moore a great game on the mound shut out the Cougars and overall kind of just great game just want to welcome you here to the show thank you guys for having me yeah for sure so yeah, man I mean you pitched really good out there we were talking about it uh, looking at the matchup today I was expecting to see Diffley out there from the start and I was comparing you guys and uh, from the way I saw you pitch you had a lot of really good control today I just asked you before we came on you know this is your first time winning the state's game the mentality is different than a regular season game so what was your approach coming into this game you know make sure you had your stuff with you we knew this was a really good team we looked at a bunch of their scores and we knew they could hit so I think it was really especially offensively getting on the board first kind of getting ourselves a lead and offense did a really good job I was able to uh, get a lead and it was easier to pitch with a lead my defense behind me awesome game yeah, did you, I mean, we've seen other games uh, that your arm, that you had a lot of control on the pitch, uh, on the mound, and today you had speed and control. So overall, did you just feel great on the mound, especially, uh, like you said, your team was able to, to back that up, and a lot of times throughout the game you were up early on the count, so I'm assuming you just felt felt great? Yeah, I felt awesome today. I mean, obviously we all knew this was a big game, a lot of energy, really excited to come out here and uh, play this. So that kind of that kind of energy really had us all ready, and I think that kind of helped me get ahead and start well 
Yeah, man, I mean, you've pitched an absolutely terrific season. You've obviously got a lot going for you being, you know, going to Lafayette after this. you got one more season after this, you know, your senior career. I still remember the feelings after mine. You know, I want to let you get back to your team, but what's it like been, you know, playing with these guys, uh, seeing the rebuild, and then also coming out with a big win today? Yeah, it's awesome. This is a great group of guys. It's a bunch of guys I've played with my whole life, so it's really awesome to just be able to do it in the high school uh, stage, get a bunch of wins, and kind of put, uh, show out for Lawrence, which we haven't been able to do a lot. And we can't wait to be there with you on Thursday as well for your next game. Great win today, Kellen. Absolutely amazing way to shut out the game. All seven innings, only like 70-something pitches up there, too. Yeah. Absolutely dominated, man. Congratulations. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, yeah of course. Kellen. Yeah, but we'll be back here Thursday for the Cardinals' next game. Uh, we're still not too sure who the winner of uh, who they'll be playing for that, but stay tuned. Uh, we'll, we'll be here. We'll definitely be uh, in attendance for the second round of the state championship but uh, or tournament. But yeah, overall, just a great game by Kellen on the mound. Uh, the Cardinals able to start the game off early and able to, to close it off uh, with their great defensive fielding. So overall, just excited to see what they'll bring on the field on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, I've had a really good time broadcasting these games to you. You know, as we enter the state tournament, any game from now is do or die. You know, go home, get it done with. So uh, I've had a really good time, and I can't wait to see these Cardinals, you know, come out and deal again on Thursday. Yeah, so uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back this Thursday. Uh, not too sure on the exact time, most likely uh, at 4 o'clock, but we'll, we'll give you guys more details when that comes. But thank you guys for listening. I'm Chris Aponte, and I was here alongside Owen McCarron on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. This concludes today's game and broadcast. Thanks for tuning in to our coverage of Lawrence High School Baseball only on 1077 The Bronx Retro. Missed the broadcast? Don't worry. For an archive of previous games, future broadcast schedules, and further information, head on over to our website, 1077thebronc.com slash LHS Baseball. Lawrence High School Baseball is underwritten by Vocelli Pizza, now serving their famously delicious family pizza and garlic sauce recipes in Lawrenceville. To order, pick up, or delivery, it's vocellipizza.com. And by pork chops barbecue freshly prepared home style barbecue authentic portuguese cuisine and even bubble teas in ewing for more information it's pcbbq.com let's drive in the deep left field back to the classic hits of the 50s 60s 70s 80s and 90s live from Ryder university's radio world magazine featured spectacular radio studio